We don't want to wait. We don't want to wait. I'm Stephanie. I'm Stephanie. <laughs> I'm Robin. <laughs> and we watched season seven episodes 13, 14, 15, 16. That would be, uh, I'd rather be in Philadelphia. Farewell, my pet. I'm a kayak. Hear me roar. And will you be my Lorelai Gilmore? Every single episode this week I enjoyed. Let's just start right off on a, you know, it's not even like we have to start off on a good note because there's lots of bad notes to come. No, I, it's mostly good notes this week, everybody. Just kick back. It's going to be a happy podcast. Unless Steph is like in a terrible mood. Uh, <laughs> we're we're, we're going to have a good conversation about, about all the things that uh, made us happy. Well, I'm I'm glad that I finally get to rant about some things. Oh, good, good. Because I've been hogging all the airspace all this time? <laughs> no, it's just something that, you know, just one of those things that, you know, in your life that get on your nerves and uh-huh. you want to complain about. All right. Well, I guess we'll we'll be more specific once we get there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right. So let's start off with I'd Rather Be in Philadelphia. Which uh, I didn't actually break into chapters because this is another uh, – I think they try to – Straightforward. Yeah, it's straightforward. It's all – it all takes place in the hospital. And I think, you know, these clever writers or these clever people that were uh, a part of the show, you know, maybe whether they knew this was the last season or not, they probably knew that in the first season – uh, the episode where Richard's in the hospital and everybody can't kind of comes together was kind of gold. So why not try to recapture that? And I, I think they did a pretty good job. What do you think? <laughs> it's not as good as the first season. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. Uh, let's just, ro- I don't know. Oh. I don't know. I shouldn't say that. I, I, I guess it's I, I have some good feelings. I got some good feelings. Uh, let's walk through the episode and maybe those feelings will change. You'll, maybe you'll convince me or maybe I'll convince you. I don't know. Um, all right. So we, we last left off with, uh, Richard collapsing in, in class. And so now we have Lorelai helping Babette haul a house plant and we hear the phone ringing and we know, we know what's going on. And it's like, you know, it, there's a bit of dread here because I mean, for first time watchers, you know, you could be, this could be. Somebody calling and saying he's dead, you know, mm-hmm. the, uh, but you know, um, you know, uh, Rory is calling her mother to give her yeah, news over and over and over again. Um, but then she finally answers and it's Rory. She finds out and she takes off and, um, poor Babette is stuck out there with that house plant yelling for Maury, who's always, always <laughs> missing. I'm, uh, I'm very much, I mean, should we start a hashtag like pay the hashtag pay the actor that plays Maury to be on the show more? Yeah, like he like, should just always be there with with Babette. Yeah, I mean whether he has lines or not, yeah, just yeah. there. Just He's a there. cool presence. Exactly. And they have like a they had the kind of relationship where you just you can see this couple always hanging out with each other, you know. And now it's always just Babette on her own or Babette with Miss Patty, but mm-hmm. uh, okay. Uh, so a uh, at at the hospital, uh, Rory's so out of out of touch with everything that she has to somebody has to actually tell Rory to answer her own phone. Um, and then okay, so it's Lorelai calling, and uh, it's kind of this uh, 
this thing where she's trying to find her way through the hospital and they, she has to fi- follow the orangey red line to, to make it to Rory. Um, we find out uh, it's a heart attack. They're waiting to hear more about it. And then they get into a discussion about, hey, acronyms are weird, huh? <laughs> well, I'm so- Okay. <laughs> Okay, here we go. All right. Yes, hospitals are weird because most of the time when you go visit a hospital, you've, you, you're going for the first time. Right. And they're Hopefully. all laid out different yeah. and they all have different, you know, names for things and all. And I'm sorry, Rory, that we can't accommodate you with our acronyms. <laughs> I'm sorry you're annoyed and you don't like that, but... That it is what it is. Sorry, Rory. I, it's I don't know. Again, again, I just kind of like called them out for. I mean, they're so pop culture oriented. Like you watch like any hospital show or any movie that ends, you know, where there's a hospital involved. Like you'll you'll know like most of these acronyms. I was just like, yeah, that's duh. You know, pretty common knowledge. <laughs> pretty common knowledge. <laughs> but uh, so yeah, this is the first time Lorelai leaves a message for Christopher, not answering his phone. Um, uh, Rory wonders if everything's okay And Lorelai kind of blows it off It's not the time um, Yeah you kind of have this feeling of If she can't get Christopher right off the bat She's not going to get him Yeah yeah. Um, and of course Classic Gilmore fashion uh, Rory raided the vending machine But uh, yeah strangely They're not that hungry <laughs> I wonder why <laughs> Uh, Lorelai uh, starts talking about how it's like a nightmare and then she says, nope, it's not a nightmare because I'm wearing shoes. So in in my nightmares, I, I never have my shoes on, which is interesting. <laughs> uh, so the doctor comes down. He says he's waiting to find out how bad the blockage is to see if Richard needs an emergency bypass. So they get that first update and that's when Emily arrives from her health club. She's all dressed up and uh, – okay. She has like her windsuit on. Yeah. yeah. Her exercise suit. Okay. So okay. this cheery nurse. Stop. Stop. <laughs> okay. Open heart surgery is so dramatic. And when somebody has open heart surgery, the neighbors come. The 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 kid that grew up with the grandkid comes to visit. Yeah. Like it's so it's just okay. I don't know why. But it is the most dramatic of the dramatics. Are you saying in real life or are you kind of yes. talking about how it is Everything. on TV? Uh, always. always. In yeah. real life, on television, why is cardiac problems, open heart surgery, so dramatic? I mean, that is, your, that is the one organ – I mean, one of the organs you just can't live without that if it – like that's that's a pretty sensitive. I mean, open heart. That's the most vulnerable of vulnerables. You know, <laughs> like your heart is. I mean, I'm not sure what goes into the surgery, but all I can think of is like uh, two big flaps open on a chest, <laughs> like doors, and uh, the heart beating in there, yes. and then you kind of cut they into saw, it, and you do. St- they saw your friggin' chest open. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It does not sound like fun, and uh, mm-hmm. seems pretty traumatic. So I'm assuming that's that's why it's a big deal. <laughs> What do you think is a bigger deal? Brain 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 death? <laughs> I mean, most people I don't know. I don't know. Alright, how do you fall on uh cheery nurses? Like this well, this lady this lady. Yeah, I, I don't know about this. Emily was just gonna be mad at 
she was going to throw her weight around with whoever she came in contact with. Oh, I know, but holy cow. Like, you're working in the ER, somebody's rushing hurriedly in. That person obviously is not is going to want a like more like sympathetic or empathetic ear and not a oh hi you know like, how are you <laughs> I I I I kind of felt for Emily I was like I, I'm like who do you think is coming into the ER lady like what are you what are you doing uh, you should be a little bit more I don't know calm in your demeanor and not so I don't know it, it, and it kind of comes across so fake which makes it even more irksome. Mm-hmm. Well, see, okay. Okay. <laughs> There's something else. Um, as far as what I do, the Affordable Care Act, the only thing that affects me with the Affordable Care Act that I know of that You mean Obamacare? Me and everybody else hates are these a hospital has to get extremely high patient satisfactory uh, results from yeah. from these questionnaires, which is ridiculous because from your perspective, did you die? I, I feel <laughs> like we say that a lot at work. Did you, but did you die? Like you can't judge the level of care you got because you have no idea. You have no idea what number one could have happened. Uh, almost happened, but right. didn't happen. Uh, what goes on behind the scenes? You don't know. You don't know <laughs> how good a care you got. Right. There's no way that you can know how good a care you got. So you being the judge of what good care you got is is irrelevant. Ir- irrelevant. Yeah. Well, I mean, what is it? it? Maybe is it on the doctors and the nurse to be like? Here's what we did so, today. So, so <laughs> here's what could have happened. So we have to come with you at the right with the right tone. We can't be too cheery. We can't be too, like wh- what do you what do you want from us? What do you? We can't please you. We can't please you. But did you die? <laughs> it's a hospital episode, everybody. Uh- <laughs> And this is why I do not watch television dra- uh, medical dramas. <laughs> uh, still, too chipper. Anyway, so <laughs> uh, Emily kind of gets into like a whole tizzy about uh, drug deals at her club, and now they're charging for meals, and they never serve fish. It's probably the health club's fault for Richard uh, being here because uh, at the club they don't serve fish. So this starts the fish Obsession. Yes, She's on the fish kick. Mm-hmm. She has to have a project to focus on, to obsess on, to not. Yeah, go ahead. Right. Yeah, it's so true. Um, and then we got Logan arriving, and uh, I thought yes, like his tone Logan is great. Is the best, yes, because Logan is the best boyfriend. He really and, is. I mean, he's where he's where he needs to be. (laughs) He's in a good he's in a good place. So therefore, and he's feeling much more, uh, you know, man of the world. So I'm assuming that kind of lends to his, you know, I mean, any any um, any person's emotional well-being will uh, turn them into better persons, I I assume. Uh, So. But I mean, I think this is genuine. I mean, he loves Rory. You know, he cares about her. He knows how this is going to affect her. It's her, it's her grandpa, you know, yeah, her, one of her I, heroes. 
And I feel like Logan showing up right off the bat was just to show that, hey, Christopher should be here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then also to show to make Rory feel guilty for what comes in the next episodes. But uh, yeah. yeah, this is this is good. This is good boyfriend material oh, yeah. right here. Yeah, good. It, and it's and it's funny. He's thinking of he's thinking like he's part of the family. Yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, I you know I should have realized at this point. I mean, we've gotten like a string of like good Logan like episodes where he uh-huh. is just the best boyfriend and you're like oh gosh this is this this is getting us up Something. onto a high before they can kick the kick the legs out from under us uh-huh <laughs> um but yeah emily notes he's one of the good ones <laughs> and then asks where's christopher <laughs> <laughs> uh doctor comes out bypass surgery is happening uh and then t- kind of takes them to visit um and i love that emily is oh god you probably hate this part too <laughs> <laughs> Emily asks the doctor for his credentials as they walk, <laughs> and the, I like how the doctor's just like, "No problem, here you go." And the, you know, no, he probably wants to, you yeah. know, brag about Yale undergrad, Harvard medical, you know, residency here, blah blah blah. Yep. And uh, so they all go in, except for Lorelai, who kind of braces herself. And I, this is like another like one of those callbacks to that first season episode. I'm assuming. Because Lorelai wouldn't go in there, right? For the first in the first one, right? Yeah. So she kind of braces herself, and then she goes in, and yeah, this is where we get the um, the title for this episode: Richard apologizing to Rory and saying he'd rather be in Philadelphia. Yeah, uh, like like uh, where I am right now sucks. I want to be someplace different. And she right. says, "Oh, Ronald Reagan." And he's like, "Oh, but actually, it was Ronald Reagan quoting." W.C. Fields. Okay. And then he, later on he says, I'd re- really, I'd rather be in Tucson. Tucson, yeah. Because just like I was saying last week, that part of the world does not agree with me. <laughs> I do not like the desert. Mm-hmm. So Richard doesn't either. He likes a little moisture in the air. Uh, first off, I have to yell at you because oh, last I'll week- let you to believe that we were actually going to Philadelphia. Yeah. That's just the only thing that popped in my head was, oh, Jess lives in Philadelphia. Yeah, I was like, oh, God, come on. Like, Logan so, being so great, and all of a sudden she's going to end up getting googly eyes for uh, Jess again. Um, and I actually looked up uh, trivia for I'd Rather Be in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Um, it said that, it, according to the trivia, it says, it said that, W.C. Fields joked that his epitaph should read, On the whole, I'd rather be in Philadelphia. A play on an old vaudeville joke that comedians would rather be dead than play Philadelphia. Later, Ronald Reagan made the same joke in his hospital room after an assassination attempt. He was actually scheduled to visit Philadelphia on the day of the shooting. And he told the nurse, all in all, I'd rather be in Philadelphia. (laughs) And he acted with a monkey at one point in his life. So there you go. Hero of the American people, Ronald Reagan. We go to Luke's. Zach is filling in with filling in for Lane because he can't fill in for the part that she's doing, which is birthing the children. <laughs> uh, and he starts like kind of getting into this whole thing about how much power he has. Handling everybody's food He could do anything to it He wanted to 
<laughs> just like he's saying this openly in this diner. I could I can imagine like, creepy people just sociopathic. Kinda, yeah. Adiations. <laughs> and this is where Babette tells uh, Luke uh, about Richard because she thinks that maybe he'd want to know. And uh, yeah, Babette maybe has some ulterior motives here. I think. <laughs> Um, you know, the whole town ships Luke and Lorelai just as, you know, just as I do. Um, so, uh, we go back to the hospital. Christopher still unreachable. Uh, Lorelai talks to his voicemail. Then Sookie calls and asks what she can do and how are you? And Michelle kind of tries talking to sympathetically to Lorelai through Sookie, but it's really all just to get to the fact that he needs like some questions answered about what's going on there. I, I forget what it is, but it's just like. Classic Michelle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, th- there is a, a desk nurse that's getting very irritated because Emily is using her phone to order fish from Persephone's. <laughs> Doesn't that woman have a cell phone? Uh, she did because, you know, she got pulled over and yeah. then arrested for, yeah. The police take it away from her. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, Rory tells Logan about uh, Paris's action plans. Uh, we also see Logan ignoring his phone. Ooh. Uh, Emily is bothered. I mean, is that showing that that uh, Logan is the best boyfriend ever? It's so attentive to where mm-hmm. he is not answering his phone, or is that a? Uh, what am I trying to say? A uh, omen? <laughs> a bad omen? Yeah, an omen, a bad omen of what's <laughs> to come. Uh, yeah, I mean, I I was taking it as good boyfriend at this point, I believe. I think it mm-hmm. happens again later, and I was like, mm, wait a second here. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's, it happens later at the when they're at the, the house. Uh, yeah, Le- Emily is talking about her book club or something, and then she gets really irritated when she sees Luke show up. And... Uh, Luke's talking to Lorelai. It's like, oh, I'm in the way. And yeah, Lorelai's trying to get him to leave. Yeah. And, and Emily's like, no, she's like, you can't do anything here. There's nothing you can help with. Oh, there he is. Emily's yeah. got a list. <laughs> get you can let the fish in. Yeah. yeah. Get the jag, fill it up. Like, how is he going to get, he's going to get to yell, then have to get the jag. And how is he going to get his truck back? How is he going to get back to the, to his apartment? He'll figure it out. And then she starts yeah. asking him about shoveling the front walk. Yeah. She's like, nothing is too much to ask. She's Right. She just expects him to do whatever. Hey, this is the time. Not thinking. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you know, when bad things happen, everybody's like, is there anything I can do? Which they don't really mean that they'll do it. It's just, <laughs> it's just what you do. Yeah. Actually... Uh, I don't wish to take him up on it. So uh, the fishman is not getting paid. So Rory and Logan uh, volunteer. Lori, Lorelai, of course, is trying to get away from her mother, even in this time of crisis. Uh, but uh, then has to give Rory the keys to her car because Rory rode over in the ambulance. So she's stuck there with her mother. God forbid. Um, and Logan happens to mention he came by chopper. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that th- that you can actually like use the helipad to <laughs> land your personal chopper. But what if your last name was Huntsberger? I, I don't. I doubt it. 
Uh, Babette calls. She's trying to give the dog a walk. And then she talks about talking about sexy men like your dad have a lot of chi, like Sean Connery, Warren Beatty, and uh, Henry Kissinger. <laughs> and it turns out she's got to put her coat down so uh, this uh, elitist dog can walk over the steps. Yeah. That's <laughs> the, the. Every episode has to have some kind of quirky, weird thing for Paulinka to yeah. off, off screen do. I wonder if uh, the staff writers of Gilmore Girls kept like a show bible about all the different uh, eccentricities that Paul Anka has, or if they just kind of like it just worked for the episode and that's it. <laughs> yeah. Um, we go to Gilmore House and uh, yeah, Emily and Richard's house, and yeah, I totally forgot about Rory's painting, and I love how they kind of like they, they the camera Start starts. The- Scene on the painting, yeah, yeah, and then pans over to Rory who's holding a book. <laughs> uh, da, 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 da. Logan says he wants to buy another internet company, and it, and it mentions that's a Rory, and uh, and he explains what it's about. I don't know. It's at the time it sounded like Tumblr. I can't even remember. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, he has to put up half the money, and he's not getting help any help from his mo- from his father. He says. And I start going, hmm, this is this is a setup for a bad fall, I'm thinking. Yes, sounds risky. <laughs> that sounds risky, which means it probably is very risky. Uh, Logan catches Rory speaking business ease. Rory says she learned from her grandpa. He's good at explaining things. Next week in class, they're playing The Apprentice. And he's, quote, going to be like Donald Trump, which is ridiculous. <laughs> and I thought, no truer words. <laughs> Donald <laughs> Trump is ridiculous. Mm. Um, so yeah, then Rory like catches herself because obviously Richard isn't teaching class next week. Maybe not for the rest of the semester. Um, yeah. Uh, so we go back to the hospital. Emily is complaining about hospital food and, oh, sorry. Yeah. For the first night, Rory's taking clothes, clothes for Emily, the (laughs) chess set, record player, records. Yeah. Like. Uh, calm down. <laughs> There's going to be more trips. Believe me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. So Emily is uh, talking about hospital food, and Lorelai's like, "Hey, it's a cliche." And, uh, or, or no, I think it was Emily that says it's a cliche, and it's because it's true. Because like a child should be seen but not heard, and Lorelai says, "Mother knows best." And then she says, "If you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all." <laughs> uh, but yeah, yes, Emily- hospital food is bad. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like one time I worked at a place, the cafeteria was closed on the weekend and it had a McDonald's there in the cafeteria. So <laughs> on the weekend, you could not get a friggin' vegetable in the hospital. <laughs> I, you know, uh, when I was a kid, uh, my mother worked in the hospital. And one of my father's favorite places to take us kids, probably so we could kind of like, you know, say hi to my mom or whatever on her break, was to go to the hospital uh, cafeteria. It was like, yeah, it was a kind of cafeteria. It was kind of a cafeteria. It was more like a, I don't know, like a, Food sm- court? Like a cafe or something like that. Okay. But it was set up kind of like a cafeteria. You took a tray, you picked out all these different things, these pre-wrapped things, and then you'd sit down and eat. And, uh, yeah, we do that like once every couple of weeks, we go to the hospital just to eat their food. <laughs> mm. 
And I, I remember as a kid, I used to love it. <laughs> I think it was just because, you know, you're walking through and you get just to pick whatever, whatever you want. It's not just yeah. one thing for dinner. It's whatever yeah. you want. There um, are some hospitals that have better food than the others. Yeah. Yeah, I think our, I remember our local hospital had better food. Matter of fact, I went I went to the uh, ER uh, a couple weeks ago. I really messed up my knee. Um, luckily, it's better. Mm. I'm, I'm I'm off crutches <laughs> at this point. I thought I like tore tore a meniscus, but I think it was just like real real bad sprain. Uh-huh. Uh, and yeah, I went to the to the hospital and did the ER thing, and uh, I was kind of like grumbly. I was my, I was like, oh, I'm really really hungry. And uh, I was like, maybe we should, maybe we should get something before they like take me in. And the nurse was like, oh no, we closed the cafe down because of COVID. <laughs> like we don't serve food here anymore like, uh, openly. <laughs> and I'm yeah. like, darn it, damn you, COVID. <laughs> yeah. Oh, our Starbucks, our Starbucks was the first to close, and that was, oh. it was terrible because our uh, the coffee at our hospital is is undrinkable Ugh. so starbucks just makes a killing <laughs> yeah uh okay so they get food and emily is doing business over the phone and lorelei overhears a mentioning of a will a mentioning of dnr orders and uh, lorelei gets very disgusted about this uh and yeah, uh, she, ends up storing she's off, so offended off. yeah 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 she's so mad i know i mean look lorelei when you get old, <laughs> these are the things you have to worry about: wheels and uh, your uh, what do you call it? The DNR, advanced directive. Yeah, yeah. Your well, your wishes. What do you you know? What are your wishes? You have to. Right. These things have to be addressed. Yeah. How old I don't is know why. why so is she good. is she eighteen right now? Thinking. Because <laughs> I was, you know, obviously, yeah. Your father, you know, is there's a, you know, a very scary surgery happening and uh you know you're trying to get your this mind is off what of adults it. do and then yeah so but em- also you know just like the fish emily has to have a project yes yeah uh speaking of the fish uh uh i gotta say the the fish man's uh cod joke pretty funny um <laughs> <laughs> Rory thanks Logan and Logan says there's nowhere else I'd rather be. Uh, so we go back to the hospital and we're at the gift shop and uh, Emily is asking Lorelai now for her social security number. And uh, she's, she goes, what do you think? I'm running a con. We were completely unprepared six years ago. We, and since then we made a plan and I'm carrying it out. And mm. uh, so, yeah, they can get in a squabble here. It, it, I, I really love this scene. I don't know. Uh, yeah. Um, Lorelai yells at Emily for playing secretary when she should be acting like his wife. And Emily's like, what do you know about being married? You've been married for 40 days. I've been married for 40 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, Emily lists all the things she does for Richard. And she mentions like, I take care of him and that's my job. And that's all I know. If I could do the surgery, I would. I was like, Oh my God, Emily. <laughs> And then she starts breaking down saying she could lose – I could lose him, Lorelai. He's my whole life and there's nothing I can do. And uh, I was just like – I don't know. It, it, that This killed me, this scene. This, uh, um, it's it's so – I don't know. It, you know, you, you imagine when you get to a certain age, you have these realities you have to face. And But it's also – I mean we already went kind of through Emily's – 
crisis of what exactly do I do in this show? But this makes mm-hmm. it even more like apparent. Like, I don't know how much growth she had since then, since she and Richard got back together. Um, but maybe, maybe they work more as a team. And so losing him would make her feel completely lost again. But, you know, I, I like that this, this kind of brings up those issues of, you know, if you're with somebody for 40 years and you, you know, you have to take on these responsibilities, but you know, uh, the one big job you have in your life is to make the other person happy. <laughs> and, and, yeah. Yeah. So, and also this, the way she's behaving rings true to me because like when my granddad died, yeah. my, all my dad could focus on was the autopsy. Like mm. he was just focused on the autopsy and it's because you're, whatever side of the brain is for logic and the other side of the brain is for emotion or whatever. You're trying to keep that part of the brain going that because you don't want to deal with the emotional part. Hmm. You want to keep the logic rational uh, side going and downplay the emotions because you can't, you can't deal with it. They don't really do an autopsy unless they can't determine the cause of death. Right. Oh, he was a coal miner, and they wanted oh. uh, uh, evidence for black lung. Oh, I see. Oh, man. Um, all right. So, yeah, uh, I love this little little moment where Laura like, gives her a tissue, and Emily just realizes that she just took it right off the shelf. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, we're going like, to pay for it. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, not a priority. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so in the waiting room, Lorelai shares milk duds with Emily, and uh, – and so the doctor comes out and, uh, see, it's so funny. I thought Emily enjoys the milk duds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes she, she just likes slumming it. Bit. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, sugar does that for you anyway. So, um, yeah, I, I, I thought the scene was going to go really bad here because the doctor comes out and he says he got through surgery. And, you know, there's a, I don't, you know, I don't know how you were when I, when you first watched this, but I had a little bit of dread. I had some dread that when we saw Richard in the hospital and he he did that, I'd rather be in Philadelphia thing. That is Mm -hmm. the last scene he's going to have alive. Like he's going to die. He's going to die off camera and they're going to go through all this back and forth between Emily and Lorelai. And then when we get to this scene, Emily is going to have like a mouthful of milk duds. And it's just going to be like – it's going hard to talk, you know? And then all of a sudden, he, he, she's going to get the news broken to her during this one moment that her husband died. You know? <laughs> like I thought it was going to go real, like that bad like, mm-hmm. and have her like break down. But have – you know, Gilmore Girls writers might think it is kind of like darkly funny that mm-hmm. she's got this big chewy thing in her mouth. Uh, but luckily, it says he got through surgery, went extremely well, and but it's, there's going to be some recovery, and uh, that he has he only wants Emily to go in there with him. Um, and as Richard listens groggily, Emily rattles off all the different things that she did to make things uh, good, and uh, I like how he's just kind of like mumbles, like it sounds just fine, Emily, it sounds just fine, you know. Because, you know, they know each other. It's like they know each other so well that, you know, that, that he knows that that's, that's going to be what she's going to do to – and he probably really appreciates it too at this point, you know. Um, 
but you know, that's just, yeah, like you said, Emily's got to have a task. So I don't know. This whole, like this whole thing kind of moved me. Um, so outside Lorelai gives Christopher's voicemail, another update. And then she goes on to say, like, I just thought I'd tell you what's going on because I'm your wife. You should call me back. That's what married people do is to be there for each other. And uh, and then she goes Yeah, on. because with each call she's getting, she's, you know, she starts out, you know, positive and upbeat. And with each, with each voicemail, she yeah. gets like real, like you should be here. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, she goes on. She's like, this is bigger than our fight. Everybody's been here for me and my husband is not here. It's not okay. Uh, so, uh, I, you know, we can't even ask like <laughs> what's been going on because it really is just him ignoring his phone. He turned it off or, you know, he's doing, and he just expects that she's going to be calling over and over again to mm-hmm. work things out. But it's, it's more than that. Um, Rory plays Maggie's blues for Richard, a 45 that she tracked down for him. Uh, Lorelai asks if he'd rather be in Philly. He says he'd rather be in New Haven. And he says, she says he looks good. He looks tall, which is another thing. I was just like, Oh my God. <laughs> and then Richard says he's just going to close his eyes for a little bit and he's tired and again I was like oh my god he's slipping away he's slipping away he's going to die right here oh my god and then the dark humor of it is Lorelai asking Roy like hey we should draw a mustache on him <laughs> uh, so um, uh, da 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 we go out and uh, yeah, the doctor says he should be home in about a week. We And then um, the doctor is going to show Emily, Rory, and Logan uh, Richard's new room. And we see Luke come in. He's got all these bags of food and coffee and things. And uh, I'm like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's right, writers. Get it to work. Get he, it working. He can't stay away from her. Nope. Nope. So Lorelai well, talks. I mean. You know, he was almost a part of this family. Yeah. Like, he just couldn't just not show his concern. He loves Lorelai. That's just... So anything anything he can do to make her happier is is uh, something he's going to do. And, and this is... And, you know, unlike... Well, now that, now that uh, April's not in the picture, now that she's in New Mexico, <laughs> he can... He well, can I don't focus. know. I don't know. Yeah, I, uh, we'll see. I don't know. If, I wonder if that's gonna that's gonna come up. I mean, it's gonna have to be something that gets resolved. I'm assuming. Um. Uh. So. Uh. And yeah. Uh. What was I trying to say? Uh. He brings L- L- Luke. Oh, uh, that, that's Luke the thing. Luke comes in with all the food. Yeah, that's the thing. I was. That's the thing I was thinking of. That you know, she says to Christopher on the phone. Like, this is bigger than our fight. So Luke realizes that this, like Richard being in the hospital, having a heart attack, that's bigger uh, to Lorelai than Than what's happened between her, him and Lorelai. Like, he should just, he's extending a, you know, you know, anything I can do kind of thing. Um, So, Mm -hmm. uh, so Christopher shows up and he runs into the chipper nurse. (laughs) 
<laughs> who uh, points him in uh, Richard's direction, and uh, of course he turns a corner. And there's Lorelai talking to Luke. Uh, and I know every time when Luke comes to the hospital, Lorelai's like, yeah, yeah, okay, all right, see you, bye. Go on before Christopher mm-hmm. shows up. He's going to be here any minute. Yeah. He's going to show up and see you. Luke sees Christopher and says, I'm going to get going. And then Christopher says, yeah, you should. And I got to love that. Oh, my God. This one moment right here just completed, yeah. completed me. Luke just kind of pauses with this like, really? <laughs> Look on his face. <laughs> but he's a he's, he's bigger man. You know, he's just going to walk out. He's not even going to make a fuss. He, he was going to leave without saying anything. But Christopher can't help himself. Uh, that jealousy. Um, so Luke leaves. Lorelai wonders where Christopher's been, but, um, he ends up going with Rory to see Richard and Emily tells Lorelai, it'll be all right. Every cloud has a silver lining. Well, blood is thicker than water. (laughs) (laughs) Thing, (laughs) the cliches that are true. (laughs) All right. Uh, so we've got to the hospital episode. (laughs) Oh, thank goodness. Thank goodness there's only a little bit hospital in the next episode. Yeah. Uh, farewell, my patch. Um, so my first chapter is Rory, and it kind of starts with all of them together taking Richard on his walk. And, uh, yeah, I love this whole thing where they're kind of rooting him on, and Emily's kind of annoyed. And I don't know. It's just, you know, Richard's got his team, you know. <laughs> it's like all the all the Gilmore girls are together for them for him, but yet, like – like this is uh they're 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 doing their typical thing, you know. <laughs> um Yeah, uh let's see, one of the patients, uh her boyfriend looks <laughs> like her son. Yeah. She's got a great butt. <laughs> uh and uh yeah, Emily is starts talking about the all the flowers they got and Christopher's oh, that was the best one. Oh yeah. Uh so I I think she's still kind of Kind of pushing for, are the, wait, where are we in this? Did does she know? She doesn't know yet, right? She knows. Correct. She, she doesn't. Does, know. She doesn't know, right? Okay. Um, but she is pushing for things to be better between them. Uh, so Richard asks Rory for a report on the TA taking over for him. Rory doesn't want to go to school, but Lorelai says she's got to get back. And Rory wonders how long Dad will be up at his mom's with with Gilmore Girls. And she's like, it was just a character reference. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So we go to Paris and Rory's place. And Paris is talking about it. She went to a Sigma Pi party. And she wrote a summary about it. (laughs) She's letting Rory know all the things that happened. She's She's reporting on it. Yeah. Yeah. She didn't go to enjoy it. Right. She just went as an exercise. And then Paris is dropping some, like, you know, doctor notes, which are, he's got to go on beta blockers. He's got to drop that five o'clock martini. Um, she also is such a good friend that she hid all the books that Rory's going to need in the bookstore. So nobody will take it or she'll have to get used books with somebody else's notes in them. Nope. Books are so damn expensive. <laughs> of course you won't use books. But these days, because you have to have the computer key. You can't get used books. Uh, yeah, I don't know about that, but uh, I think it's just like you know, money's no no object. For, no, money's for no object. Right that's loaded. <laughs> uh, so yeah, there's a re- talk about resume exchange. 
uh, so they can critique each other's resumes. Paris has 21 versions of her resume. Because <laughs> she's not going to give the same resume. Oh, she had a resume whether she goes – is this where she goes uh, if she applies for a Republican or a Democrat or <laughs> Joe Lieberman? Joe Lieberman, yeah. <laughs> wow. There's a reference. That, yeah, that <laughs> takes you back. Uh, Logan sent a care package with the inspirational keepsake, and he calls, and she thanks him again for being so great. And when they got off the phone, Paris calls her out for her goony look. And she says, I never thought you guys were going to last, but he's changed, and you've changed him. Just like you I did. broke him. <laughs> we took two wild stallions and we broke them. Let's make them go out and get tattoos. That means we branded them. At that point, I'm kind of like, nah, let's not yeah. say anything about that right now. <laughs> By the way, are you watching the Nexium documentary on HBO? Oh, I recorded it, but I hadn't watched it yet. <laughs> I'm good. like, how many more versions of this are we going to get? We get one from... I mean, I guess just different members have sold their stories yeah. to different outlets. So is Allison, is she in this mm-hmm. version? Mm-hmm. She is? Oh, like in the very first episode, like about three quarters of the way through the first episode, there's uh, there's some... Sorry, everybody. This is uh, this is related because we covered Smallville, so that's why the, <laughs> that's why we're talking about it. <laughs> Allison Mack played Chloe. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. It, it even has some uh, Kristen Crook in it. As well, so. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. I I think it's very. I, I thought it was very good, and uh, it's you know it gets in deep. You know, it, it's not just like a like I, I've heard a couple podcasts. We mm-hmm. there was that one. There was that one A and E special, and then yeah. there was a couple of podcasts. I think we listened. I think this goes way deeper. Wow! Okay. So just like, I it, it's like the the first episode set up showing how these people have gotten got into. Um, uh, Nexium, and uh, I think part of the way through, I, I was kind of like, "This doesn't sound like a. I mean, this sounds like a great idea. <laughs> like, I'd mm-hmm. like to be a part of this. <laughs> <laughs> Look at how well these people are. How happy these people are. Anyway, all right, back to Gilmore Girl. Sorry. <laughs> uh, so, uh, yeah, Rory is a bit bothered by the whole, uh, the fact that she is thought of as breaking. Logan. Uh, so yeah, at Yale, uh, later on, Rory calls Lorelai. They tell each other what's going on so far in the episode. <laughs> this happens like every episode now. It's kind of, it's kind of like my one big criticism. I'm like, can they talk about anything else other than here's what's going on with me? Here's what we just saw. <laughs> yeah. You just, saw, just saw, this. saw that. Yeah. But it, I don't know. It's like, there's a reason for this because, you want these two characters to have a relationship in the show. So it's good that they're calling going, each other. Yeah, I know what's going on in each other's lives, but we don't need to hear it because we just saw it. Right, right. So you got to think of more imaginative ways, show, to get these two to be together than, I mean, why did you send them? Why did you send her off into a different town? I don't understand. Stars Hollow University is right around the corner. <laughs> They could have been all up, all up a part of each other's plots all the time. It's the Gilmore Girls, for God's sake. Anyway, <laughs> um, so uh, yeah, Rory insists that she's not Switzerland. She is on Lorelai's side, no matter what. Uh, which I thought was interesting that that she actually makes that claim. You know, and she's very much like 
it's just a character reference. You know, it's, he shouldn't be so mad. But to to completely go against your father on on this, I don't know. I, I I think if I was a kid and my parents were kind of fighting about that, I'd probably want to try to stay Switzerland because I don't know. You don't want to just gang up mm-hmm. on one parent. I don't know. Uh, there's a whole joke about a birth certificate clause that turns Rory's name to Hildegard. Would you be on her side if that? Da, 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 da. All right. So Rory goes into her class and she meets a new TA, Tucker Carlson. Uh, <laughs> oh, sorry. Colbertson. <laughs> sorry. I read that wrong. Uh, <laughs> he introduces himself to her because he knows that she's Richard's granddaughter. And there goes Rory stumbling and blushing. I got very upset. <laughs> Yeah, I guess I don't know. This is supposed to remind us of when she got all googly eyed over Dean and early on in mm. season one. I don't know. Yeah, or when she was with Dean and got googly eyed over Jess. Um, or okay, so so uh, she's supposed to be feel guilty because. Logan is like the best boyfriend ever. That's right. Okay. And, uh, you know, I'm mad at her. <laughs> so, well, you can't, the heart wants what the heart wants. Uh-huh. I mean, you can't, yeah. you can't help physical attraction. Right. But it's whether on. you act on it. I mean, if Oscar Isaac was playing the TA, I'd be like, okay, but look at this guy. Yeah. He's nothing to write home about. <laughs> Uh, we go to the bookshop and uh, the book that Paris – one of the books Paris hid is missing. So she kind of gets mad at how the the shelf is even arranged. I, just, mm-hmm. I like these little Paris moments we get. <laughs> and um, and then it turned we, – we, of course, Tucker is there and uh, his name is Tucker. I mean, come on. Is it Tucker? It's Tucker. Oh, God. Tucker. I hate that. <laughs> I like listeners named Tucker, uh, <laughs> but uh, any other Tucker, don't like. Uh, all right, so uh, Tucker thanks Rory uh, about uh, the nice things that she said to Richard about him. I guess she, mm-hmm. she talked to her grandpa. And mm-hmm. Rory, blushy, giggly, stumbling over her words, and I get sick. And then even Paris is like, you look blotchy. <laughs> <laughs> And she says, oh, so you found the book. She was like, you weren't even listening to me. (laughs) Um, So we get back to the apartment. You know, sweet Logan is waiting outside for her. And uh, Rory mentions that Paris is not there because she's taking a belly dancing class for credit. Um, So Rory says they need to sit down and talk and wants to talk to him because what happened with Marty. And she she wasn't open about that. And she... She needs to be open if she's going to be, you know, be not not have this Marty thing happen again. Um, and then she's just like, maybe I don't want to be happy. <laughs> like maybe it's human nature to just not allow yourself to be happy. And I was like, no, that is being on a CW drama. <laughs> uh, maybe it's self sabotaging, or maybe you're just being written that way. Just saying, just saying. Uh, <laughs> these people, these characters, if they were real, they'd be happy long ago. Um, Rory would be, Rory would be with Jess. Uh, <laughs> Luke, Luke, and Lorelai would be married for years now. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what else? Anyway, um, they're being of stupid, contrived reasons to keep them apart. Yeah. Although you know, again, I I love Logan, so 
But, you know, that Jess thing was a, I don't know, Dean was great too at the beginning. Uh, you know, it's like we get introduced to these great boyfriends and then they decide to just assassinate their characters. Mm-hmm. Oh, we've, we've talked about this before. Uh, all right. So, yeah, she mentions that the she's like, yeah, the, the TA is good looking and I Googled him and I'm a monster. And Logan's all like super cool. He's like, it's just a crush. I like. Yeah, he was like, uh, I'd be a hypocrite if I didn't tell you that I, there were girls that I was attracted to. Right. Are you a monster? Or are you a be? What did she say? A monster. A monster. Yeah. Uh. I didn't write it all down, but something else that she was. Uh, and he's he says, but the thing is, I would never leave you. And then Roy's like, did I break you? <laughs> <laughs> And, uh, he, Are you whooped? Did <laughs> I whoop you? And he's like, "I'm cool with he, I'm cool with belonging to, to you." If, and do you belong to me? And she's just like, "I guess." <laughs> like, yeah, guys, it's a relationship. That's what it is. Um, and uh, yeah, he apologizes. He said he admits he did freak out about Marty, and uh, and um, and the you know it, this is partly his fault because now she's got to confess. About when she recommends a book to somebody. <laughs> yes. That's what you did. You so, did that, Logan. I, oh, this was so great. This is like <laughs> writing people talking rationally to each other. A little bit, a little too rationally. I mean, they just kind of like put them both into intensive surgery and took the jealousy bone out of both of them and then put them <laughs> back out into the world. And so it's just like they're immediately like, you know. Totally Have healthy fine. relationships. Totally healthy. Completely okay. And, you know, he's like, I trust you completely. I'm not worried about us. And uh, and she's like, me either. And then she says, it's kind of like, it's weird. And, <laughs> and it, 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 it's almost like a meta thing. It's like, yeah, this is weird. Like, we're happy. And nothing's wrong. No drama. <laughs> There's no drama. <laughs> and then Logan offers to, let's, like, let's go watch Paris try belly dancing. <laughs> Which, uh, yeah, another... Deleted scene we should have seen. Um, all right, so we go to uh, Lorelai's plot. Which is not what happened. Look, these two haven't been together in a while. They're in an empty apartment. They, Why would they go, like how much they were smooching, why would they go watch Paris Billy dance? He came home after being away for months. Right. And they didn't immediately have sex. <laughs> <laughs> that is all the evidence I need. These guys, I don't know. Maybe it's not that good. Maybe it's they—they they just really enjoy each other's company. They—they—they <laughs> they love each other. They get along. Their their banter is awesome, but uh, it's a little awkward. <laughs> I don't want any details, but you know, I don't see the steam coming off of them like it did with like her and Jess. You know. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. Now I feel weird talking about that. Uh, <laughs> We go to Lorelai. Uh, she's back at the Dragonfly and gets the gives everybody a lowdown on Richard. And Suki is annoyed that Michelle has Pawpaw here. And it turns out that Chin Chin passed away last night. And Pawpaw is beside himself. Uh, this was very sad and upsetting to me. Because Michelle wasn't acting like Michelle. He, he felt very sad. Yeah. Like he was in mourning for his dog, not like a silly Michelle stunt that right. we usually see. 
this was he was like seriously acting sad and this, it made me sad yeah well, i can imagine stuff <laughs> well yeah i'm still i'm still miss but sadie mm. i guess that's i guess that's what i'm feeling here but i just okay it was almost like you know, in the episode where Lorelai went to buy ice cream and Luke was at the ice cream, it was it uh, was it the frozen food station, and they were in a real grocery store, and it was yeah. like, "This is weird." Yeah, I was like, "This is this is Michelle really feeling like he lost his dog." I thought that um, Michelle was still acting his annoying self, but it you, like you immediately forgave it. Like where most of the time his nonsense is built on just utter selfishness, really. Mm -hmm. This it's like, yeah, he lost one of his bad. Like he's not like, you know, I don't know what kind of life Michelle lives, but he doesn't. I don't think he has a has a partner in life, you know, and and so he had these. And he's dogs. had these dogs for seasons now. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, so Suki and Lorelai try their best to eulogize Chin Chin and Michelle gets pissed because he sees, uh, how fake they're being and, uh, how they're getting the dog's names confused. And, uh, he yells at Suki. He's like, are your two stinking little children interchangeable? Um, <laughs> uh, so Lorelai is like, Hey, well, you know, maybe, maybe you should do like a memorial. And Michelle's like, yeah, you should. <laughs> <laughs> and, and guess who doesn't correct him? Wah, 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 wah. Gilmore Girls. Um, so, uh, yes, because Lorelai has, you know, enough going on in her life. Yeah, but she always, she always seems to get herself involved in this kind of stuff. Uh, so I think like it's the next day. Uh, Michelle's asking Lorelai and Tookie what ideas they have, and he has a problem with the timing of uh, of the yeah, memorial because having it at lunch. Yeah, just let's just have it at lunch, you know, just in between when people are, you know, yeah. just downtime. No, he wants a real ceremony, so they're going to have it that night. And they have to force the rest of the staff to come. Mm -hmm. I like that Michelle says, it has to happen at twilight. Like, twilight. <laughs> That's like such a good word for it. <laughs> um, yeah, because it's like, yeah, you're not going to squeeze this. Very important uh, ceremony, you know, in between meals, or it's not going to be just timed out with a meal. It's not going to be a part of the itinerary at the Dragonfly. It is going to be the most important thing that happens today. Um, and he starts asking about uh, uh, the programs, what stationery to have, and then he's like, it's mad because they're not even thinking about that. Let's just print them out on fax paper. <laughs> and then he gives them a picture. Uh to use, and as soon as food starts being talked about, Lorelai bolts. Uh, that's when Christopher arrives, and Lorelai brings him to a room and says she's mad about how he took off. He's mad how Luke, Luke, or he says he was mad because Luke was there, and uh, and Lorelai says, "Well, you weren't there, and when you weren't, part of me wasn't surprised." Mm. Ouch. And Christopher's like, that's not fair. And Lorelai says that they can't do this now. Uh, so back at Lorelai's, it looks like the husband's home. And he's doing what husbands do, which is programming remotes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
he apologizes for taking off and Lorelai tries to talk to him like it wasn't a letter, you know, and uh, and that's when Christopher kind of bugs out a little bit here and says, you know, like, stop just trying to make me feel like all this is in my head. I see how you look at him. And and uh, I, I kind of love that moment, you know, because, you know, as much as I don't like Christopher at this point in the show, mm-hmm. um, I do feel for that, that whole version of like, like I've gotten, you know, I've been married for a while <laughs> and there have been plenty of arguments that I get into. And it's just like, don't just dismiss, like, I actually have feelings and they're based on something here. And, and, uh, don't just say, oh, it's a misunderstanding. And therefore you have no reason to feel these feelings. There's a great reason for Christopher to feel these feelings because, you know, Luke is very important to Lorelai <laughs> and, um. I just love how this conversation. Uh, so I'll just keep reading. Uh, <laughs> he he does admit about the uh, the brawl. It finally comes out. Like my question is finally answered. I'm like, oh my god, they they hadn't talked about it this entire time, so we didn't miss out on that. Um, he then says he should have waited. She was vulnerable, and he pushed her. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was like, kudos, Christopher. That's great that you actually recognized that because that yeah. was. That's a too late now. Yeah. yeah, you realize that now. And then he says, "It took me twenty years to ask you to marry me, and I still feel like I'm asking you now." Yeah, he's still he'd still be waiting for her to realize that he's the man she wants to spend her life with. Yeah, because she didn't have time to get over Luke, so right. she's not making room in her life for Christopher. Right. Christopher's just trying to. Wedge his way in any way he can, and she's just not budging. Yeah, he says it. I saw an opportunity. Mm-hmm. Um, but you were engaged. You needed time to disengage. And I and I also got to kind of give kudos to Lorelai because she's just not immediately like, "Oh, good, it's over. I'm going to run away." You know, I'm not. I'm going to get in my truck and run to you know to another state and stay in a, a funny uh, place with cats and stuff. And you know, it's not it's not, mm-hmm. it's not this kind of immature thing. Like she's seriously like saying, "Like let's we're married. We have to work this out." And uh, it takes him to to um, to say like uh, you know I, we can't <laughs> to, to get her to kind of back down. I don't know. The, yeah, it kind of gets interrupted here because, uh, um, yeah, she says she's in this and then he's like, he has to get back to Gilmore girls and, and then they say they're going to talk more the next day. So, uh, we go back to the dragonfly and Michelle is bothered by the cat pillows and the fact that Sookie doesn't have a a menu ready. Sookie is planning on serving leftovers. Yeah, just whatever's in the fridge. <laughs> uh, and, and, yeah, it's t- and it's tonight. There's no programs, no flowers ordered. He's super mad, and uh, you know, Lorelai's right. You know, like he really kind of loses it. Um, and Lorelai tells him to back off. She's got other things on her mind. And Michelle apologizes for his loss coming at an inopportune time, which is just, uh, yeah. I mean, this is uh, it, it. It sucks. It's like I don't know. It, it it's partly partly his fault because he just kind of like forced her into taking responsibility for this memorial, but she did just say she would do it, so he's now relying on her to do it and to make it in 
make it actually something important. And it, it seems, I mean, that kind of sucks. It's like, it's that night and yet she hasn't done anything. Um, so. Yeah. But also isn't it kind of mirroring her, she, uh, they're grieving the loss of the dog and she needs to grieve the loss of her marriage. Yeah. 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 She's in, in the middle of something else. Um, but yeah, luckily she pulls it together. Kirk arrives with flowers and all around Chin Chin's picture. And he says he photoshopped uh, out of blemish. <laughs> and he, uh, he's not working for the funeral home. He, or the flower shop, he's volunteering. So he's giving back. But he expects a tip. <laughs> yes. Um, oh, we meet Christy, who works as a dragonfly. We get to, we get to hear her name as as Lorelai bullies her into uh, showing up later. <laughs> mm-hmm. it's like, oh, there's other people that work here besides the the, the chefs. Um, Suki said she did the same thing, making sure the kitchen staff will be there. Uh, so that's when Lorelai talks to her about Christopher, and that's when Suki kicks all the staff out and. Uh, Lorelai is now considering kicking Luke out of her life to appease Christopher. And here, I, I swear to God, this would have been, I, if they let this go on past this one episode, I would have lost my mind. <laughs> like, no, no. You know, I, I can understand her not just leaping right into his arms. That makes sense. Um, you know, that would make me even more wary if she just immediately like went right to him in like the next episode, but to also uh-huh. like say, I can't talk to you anymore. You know, uh-huh. I'm just been like, Oh, stupid TV drama. Uh, let's see. Um, Oh, I had a, uh, <laughs> I had a sign hanging up and it just fell down. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. Sorry, I guess I have to uh, rehang that sign. It's uh, I got a uh, my mother in law works at Hallmark, and she gave me like this sign from a Star Wars ornament display that says uh, "Welcome to another dimension." And so I just kind of hung it up, and uh, I guess the tape wasn't very good. So <laughs> I used to collect Hallmark ornaments. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. I uh, I have uh, I have I have many. Ever since I started dating my wife. <laughs> like, he likes geeky stuff. Let's get him a Hallmark <laughs> ornament that has something geeky. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, so, uh, yeah, Suki mentions about how um, Lorelai's feelings didn't disappear. Um, and Lorelai agrees, but um, – and, and she gets kind of into this. She goes, uh, Luke was kind, loving, and thoughtful but distant and uncommunicative. I mm-hmm. had to kind of cite her on using the word uncommunicative as if that's just a normal word that everybody uses. <laughs> yeah. It did sound awkward coming off of her mouth, but distant and uncommunicative. <laughs> uh, he, but he didn't want to marry me. I tried everything. And that's where I kind of rolled my eyes. <laughs> I was like, come on. I, I tried everything that one night. That one night, I yelled at him in the middle of the street and he wouldn't do it. So then she goes, Christopher is responding to feelings uh, she once had. Now the only thing I can do is cut Luke out. And so he's like, if there's no Luke, there was no Luke at all, would Christopher be the one for you? And that one stops Lorelai in her tracks. Mm -hmm. I was like, yes, thank you, Mm -hmm. Sookie. 
so we go to the music store, and Zach is telling Michelle that he's going to sing Diamond Dogs at the funeral. <laughs> and uh, Michelle says, no, uh, My Heart Will Go On uh, was Chin Chin's favorite song. And Zach's like, don't make me do this. <laughs> because Celine. Yeah, of course. Uh, and he's like, tears in heaven. Uh, even I will always love you is a, a good one. And But Lorelai finds the sheet music for My Heart Will Go On. And I love how the scene just kind of ends with just Zach's sad face. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, they're walking along the street and Michelle wants to go to Luke's because the last time he was there, it kind of provided some comfort to him. He ended up buying a burger but didn't eat it and he brought it home and Chin Chin fished it out of the trash. And now he's going to eat a burger in Chin Chin's memory. Tears. Uh, <laughs> so Lorelai kind of looks in and Luke just kind of waves kindly at her and she waves back. Uh, it's like, uh, you can't just cut him out of your life. Are you kidding me? I know. I, I she was like, man, I wish I could go in there and get some fries and coffee. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> See what's in that glass jar that's on the on the counter there. Uh, all right, so we go to Chin Chin's Wake. Zach's playing the right song, and people are all there with their pets, and it's super sad. <laughs> and the camera kind of just kind of goes over to Lorelai, who's just kind of standing there, and you see her just kind of being, just thinking, you know, just probably thinking through the whole thing. So we go back to Lorelai's, and Lorelai tells Christopher, it's not just Luke, you're right. When it ended, I just jumped, and Christopher says, no, I pushed you, and... Lorelai says she jumped and if that's all, all there was, we could fix it with time. And she says, you've always been this wonderful possibility, but it's just not right. And I'm so sorry. I'm like, yes. Oh my God. Look at her. Look at her just like thinking her feelings out and, and, uh, being communicative, uh, with them. <laughs> <laughs> Look at her. She's so, ah, oh, she's grown. She's like, she's thought exactly, exactly. Like she didn't need. Uh, Jan Levinson Gould to to talk her through this. this. She did this on her own, and I'm so I'm so happy. I mean, she had a little assist from Sookie, have her think a little bit cl- like she was looking for that quick fix. I'm going to cut Luke out of my life, and everything's going to be fine. Mm-hmm. But then Sookie makes her made her go to the next level in that thinking, and uh, uh, I'm so glad. I'm so happy for. Her. I'm so happy. Yeah, just because, <laughs> just because, just because society, your mother whatever wants you to be with your child's father. Yeah. The person that you first fell in love with when you were 16 years old, doesn't mean that you have to be with him right now and the rest of your life. No, it's not working. You're not willing to make room for him in your life. You're not, it's just not, it's not working. Yeah. It's just, you know, it doesn't feel right. It just doesn't feel right. And it, it is. It's always been very awkward. Um, but she's just been so impulsive and talked herself into, you know, doing this. But I think she was also, like Christopher said before, like vulnerable. So I think he play, played a part in this too. I don't know. I this I felt this was so, so painful. Real. It's very real. Very real. It's very, I buy it. I, yeah. It, I can... I can I can eat this. I can swallow this. I love Lorelai just crying and saying, "You're the man I want to want. You have no mm-hmm. idea how badly I wish that this could work out." And Christopher's like, "I know." And it, 
I just, oh God. And then the episode just kind of ends and I'm just like, oh, why am I crying over this? I was like, I should be like jumping up with a marching band, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but no, it like, way to go. Whoever wrote this episode, like I really believed it. And I loved how, I loved how well thought out it was and how it showed some character growth. And uh, yeah. Anyway. This is, who is this? Jenny Snyder Ehrman. Good job, Jenny Snyder Ehrman. It wasn't Daniel Palladino? <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, so are you looking up her credits at all? Yes, Rain, which I loved. Uh, Charmed, the new Charmed. Jane the Virgin. Uh-huh. Wow. Uh, I don't watch any of <laughs> All right, so uh, next episode is... I am Kayak, hear me roar. Uh, so let's start with Luke. Um, Luke's little plot here. I love Babette and Miss Patty gossiping about the beagle and the hen. Beagles belong with beagles and the hen belongs with a rooster. Or maybe an ostrich or a penguin. And <laughs> Kirk just completely outraged about the idea of hens mating with ostriches. Uh, I just thought that was great. Uh, uh then Liz and TJ show up at luggage because they think he might be lonely and but and they're gonna stay two days. A week tops. And then they realize then they say they got moths. Of who, course. Which are loser butterflies who couldn't get laid if they tied a hundred dollar <laughs> bill to them, which is like that's hilarious. That's a great TJ line that should go in the Pantheon. Yeah. <laughs> I swear, this time of night in my office, uh uh like all, all of a sudden, out of nowhere, a moth will fly by, and uh, that's, now I will, uh, I will always think of them as loser butterflies. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Luke caves and's like, "Go ahead, you can move upstairs for a little while." So yeah, I think he's he was glad to see him. Yeah, even though they, oh god, they would just annoy the piss out of me. <laughs> <laughs> hey, take right over. There's jewelry making. There's baby. There's baby oh, yeah. being juggled about and. We should. I should have thought about this earlier. Making jewelry out of your fishing line. <laughs> uh, and then Liz gets intrigued by the fact that Luke visited Lorelai while her dad was in the hospital, and also that Christopher broke up. TJ not excited. Oh no! <laughs> trouble that wo- there's always trouble with that woman. That woman is drama. Lock it up, Luke. <laughs> uh, so. Yeah, later that night, Luke lays in looks like April's bed and mm-hmm. listening to Liz and TJ talking about Luke and Lorelai and just stares at the ceiling thinking. Um, and then... Yeah, uh, they're talking about him like he can't hear. Yeah, Do yeah. you think Luke's lonely? He's <laughs> <laughs> just right there. Uh, and then the next day... Uh, they're, they start talking about, you got you got a changing table here. You're going to need a dryer. Hey, uh... You need a dryer because we had to use all these towels. There was a bit of a mess from the garbage disposal. Remember when you told us not to use the garbage disposal? Well, we used it. <laughs> yeah. He said, I forgot. Well, I didn't so much forget, but I just used it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it turns out, though, that the moths were rice moths, uh, which are no big deal. And they say, well, bad news. We're leaving. So uh, they end up bustling out. And then Luke sits by himself and he and looks he, he looks at his phone, I guess. Maybe he's waiting for April to call or Lorelai. I don't know. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, let's go to Rory. 
Rory is uh, has made breakfast in bed for his, her sweet boyfriend because it's his birthday. And she's great with foods that come in a roll. <laughs> yeah. In a tube. Yeah. And we find out that birthdays aren't big in the Huntsberger family. It's not something no. it, it's not something you achieve. You just get a birthday, so it's not anything special. Yeah, he wants a cake. He's never really had a cake. Yellow had, cake. You know, like, yeah. <laughs> and I, I got very nervous because he's sitting in bed and he's also got his laptop open and it is just hanging precariously off the side of the bed. And it's a gigantic laptop too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, that thing is going to fall. It's going to crack good. Uh, it doesn't matter. He's got Huntsberger money. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Rory calls um, Lorelai looking for advice on all the kids' birthdays she had. And they kind yeah. of go through all the different birthdays that she's been through. Yeah, she had astronaut birthday where she had uh, freeze-dried ice cream. And then the <laughs> next year, they, it was a some kind of like Mexican birthday. And they had freeze-dried, freeze-dried ice cream again. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Uh, and then Logan says that, uh, Lu- Logan calls on the other line and says, Mitchum wants to take them out to dinner. So, uh, oh, um, and then, yeah, then Rory gets back on the phone with Lorelai and it's just like, here's what's going on with me. What's going on with you? Here's what's going on with me and my plot line. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we'll update each other later. Uh, the next time we see them, they're at a fancy schmancy place. Mitchum greets them both with champagne and toasts them. She's being oh, very yeah. nice. It's so nice, so complimentary of mm-hmm. Rory. Laughs at her jokes. Oh yeah, like it's just the journalism the needs an infusion of bright, talented people like Rory. Yes. Uh, and then Logan, he gets called away for I think a phone call or something like that. And so Mitchum mm-hmm. has a moment with Rory where he talks about how she broke Logan. <laughs> no, she, <laughs> she influenced Logan in a positive yes. way. She pushed him to go to London. Yeah. She, he's turned out so well because of her influence and they're on the same page and they've got to work together Mm -hmm. and they've got to decide what Logan's next move will be. Oh, but don't you think that, uh, he should make his own decisions? (laughs) No, we'll make his decisions. You're a real asset to Logan and our family. Uh, and then he's like, like, Oh, go ahead. And we just like, where is this coming from? Like what? Why is he so just so complimentary of her? I think he sees her as just like he said. I, I think he said it plainly. Uh, you know that he he sees her as uh, he sees his son doing great things that he can be proud of. And uh, you know, before Rory, it was you know Finn and the other guy, and you know. The I mean, I guess, I guess. I guess he's thinking that they've been together so long now that she's going to stick around. Maybe, Like, yeah. that she she is going to be part of the family and they're going to be a Huntsburger. And, yeah, he just goes on. And I, what made me, like, going, ooh, where he's like, oh, we can we can take care of you. Yeah. Like, well, you can have your pick. We have, we have newspapers all over the world. You can go mm-hmm. wherever you want to. This is a real, like... I don't know. If like Rory wasn't such a good a good person, our Rory. Uh it, sweet special Rory. Uh this would be like a real like, you know, uh so deal, deal so. with the devil. Yeah. Yeah. Um all right. So uh after all that, they go back, Rory and Logan go back to the apartment. He comes home to a huge party, but there are no guests, I noted. 
<laughs> like, look at this huge party with nobody here. Like, Rory, come on. You really pulled it off of that London party. What is this, you know? <laughs> but, uh, you know, we, we – well, of course, it's funny. Like, I reason it like, no, these – Rory and Logan need to have a private conversation. So obviously we don't need a bunch of people in here for this scene. But then I thought, no, when they both arrived at the London party and talked to each other, it was just as if all the guests had no interest in them at all. <laughs> like they were at somebody else's party. It's so. like they had a bubble around them. Yeah. Like they weren't even at the party <laughs> at all. It's like everybody else was at the party, but they weren't. They were alone. So, yeah, Rory admits what happened, uh, talks all about it, and Logan, again, is just like, no big deal. And then... You've been Huntsburger. You've been Huntsburger. <laughs> Which is great, because, you know, the whole you've been, you've been Gilmore thing happened to Luke, and uh, now it's you've been Huntsburgered. It happens to the best of us. So, Rory goes off to get a present for Logan, and Logan answers his phone, and it is Philip... Philip calls with some grim news, chap. Uh, they've mate. got a mate. They've got a, a cease and desist. Is a bit of a patent infringement. What they bought is worthless. Happy birthday, the, man! Yeah, because something about <laughs> they were waiting for a company to buy them so they could sue them or something. Yeah, I I didn't get it, but I, I don't think it matters. Who cares? Just know. That Logan screwed up. He's going to yeah. lose all of his money. He's going to have to go to dad mm-hmm. and say that he messed up. But Logan puts on a happy face and... It, well, it uh, was probably because of the Ushanka that uh, Rory got him. Yes. Doubles <laughs> as a birthday crown. That is quite the hat. I think yes, I want an Ushanka. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, there's a took. There's such thing as a took. But the Ushanka, that's like a, that's like a massive hat. Yeah. That would really uh, help in these Vermont winters. Oh, yeah. You live in Vermont. I can't believe you don't have a Yushunka. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. So Lorelai's plot line, uh, which, uh, yeah. Okay. So Lorelai uh, shows up to Rory Rory's apartment early, uh, interrupting Paris and Jonathan's yoga sesh. And uh, <laughs> she's like, like covering her eyes like she's seeing something she doesn't need to see but they're just they're in an intimate position because they're doing yoga and you would think that paris is like the antithesis of yoga but she discovered she likes it (laughs) and uh yeah lorelei says she's been up she was up much earlier in this she's been driving around and then she says to rory you want to go for a drive and i was just like oh no (laughs) Here we go. This is the Max Medina freak out that I've been waiting for. Uh, but uh, no, they just take a little drive and Lorelai tells her the news. And she says it wasn't right, so we split up. And Rory, not surprised. Yeah, yeah, I was waiting on this. Uh, and they run out of gas. Yeah. No yeah. cell phones. They have to hoof it. We have to walk to Nagatok, which is, uh, you know, they hope is walking distance. And so... Um, I just got to say it is, uh, about, uh, five hours away, uh, by, uh, train, uh, only if you have one of those pedal carts. So, uh, callbacks. So, (laughs) so anyway, uh, later on we have Lorelai going to the Gilmore house because she's gotta, she's gotta tell 
Emily. She's not looking forward to it. And, uh, yeah, there's this whole thing with the maid, like, is speaking very low and she can't hear her. No. <laughs> uh, Emily is serving mocktails because, you know, Richard is being taken care of. And they've got a nurse, Frenette, uh, who comes down and says, Richard is watching golf. And the nurse, right off the bat, is just not having Emily order her around. Exactly. <laughs> Which I was like, yeah. Not a maid. Yeah. Your comfort is not my responsibility. Right. It's not my responsibility to wait on you hand and foot. I'm a medical professional, but did you die? Right. <laughs> I'm to you keep die? your heart beating and you breathing. <laughs> That's what I get paid to do. Uh, so Rick- why is Richard being such a grouchy box? <laughs> this uh, episode. I, well, I mean, he is not so adjusting very grouchy. well. Yeah. So. I mean, I know like when my granddad had a heart attack and stroke, I think the stroke must have really affected his emotion, like the part of his brain. For, Cause he would just, he'd just cry. Uh. Like he would just like suddenly just break into tears. Oh my God. Yeah, it was. Oh, it was terrible. And that's when I was like, "This is what I'm going to do for the rest of my life. I'm going to work in a hospital." Wow! <laughs> Didn't realize yeah. we get your origin story on this. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Um, so, uh, yeah, Richard is wearing a robe because he's being treated like a patient. He's going to dress like one. Uh. And then Emily tells Francette to deliver a message to the maid. And uh, I was waiting for Richard to be like, Emily, you know. But no, Richard is insisting on it too. Mm-hmm. You're here to take care of my comfort. That's part of my well-being. <sighs> so for dinner, it's fish again. Richard's super annoyed. And when they get talking about fish, he's like, I don't want to talk about fish too. <laughs> uh, yeah, because it's this like inane, well, you know how – Sea bass, it's not really a fishy fish. I think trout is a very fishy fish. Yeah. It, like, so annoying. Yeah. Um, Richard, he must have been getting a better diet at the at the hospital, I'm assuming, because he was in a much, much better mood there, uh, putting up with their, their babbling about. Um, so Richard is looking forward to Lorelai and Christopher's party. I was like, oh my God, that's still a thing. That's happening. Uh. Uh, and uh, he's like, Cornish game hen and Emily says it's going to be skinless and he <laughs> gets very frustrated about that I was just thinking to myself oh it still sounds good I don't know <laughs> um, just sneak a little butter in there or something I don't know <laughs> um, turns out Richard is not watching live golf he's watching you know old tapes this one from 1969 <laughs> and then uh, Emily is super annoyed especially when he kind of compares it to watching Shakespeare over and over again you know, and, uh, yeah. So, uh, Rory then, you know, when Emily rushes off to talk to yell at Richard, Rory warns Lorelai to tell Emily and to save the Cornish game. It's <laughs> a whole, a thousand of them are going to be murdered or something. There's hundreds of them be murdered and for nothing. Uh, all right. So yeah, we move along with the episode, Emily dealing with Francette. Uh, the maid is hiding, Emily calls Lorelai to pick up Richard's prescription. And then, you know, as Lorelai's like going, well, I think I could probably do it. Emily just kind of hangs up on her. Like, yeah, absolutely. I'd love to do that for you. No, no, no problem at all. (laughs) Uh, Meanwhile, Richard is super pissed about soup. 
And then he gets offered salad. He gets pissed about that. We have the chef, Stefan, uh, protesting that his his menu is limited. And then he offers a sandwich. And Richard gets really mad about that. I mean, I don't know. I would say, I mean, what do you think he's used to? Is he used to just like steaks every night or at least? You know, I guess so. A lot of, a lot of beef in his diet. Really, really grouchy. Yeah. And he just keeps arguing. So Stefan is just like, I've had enough. I'm out of here. And uh, then Richard is out of here. He's going to go watch more pre-recorded golf. And uh, yeah, the help is missing. The nurse is nowhere to be seen. The maid is even more um, disappeared. Um, Lorelai is like, well, I can help. I can uh, make toast. <laughs> um, and uh, so she ends up making Emily a mocktail. And uh, yeah, there's this whole thing about taxes going on and that Richard's ignoring the taxes. And I was like, oh, God, are they going to go broke, too? <laughs> I know. Like, wh- why is he acting this? Is he like so super depressed? He doesn't because care about it. he because he's so you know limited in what he can do that yeah that he's just ignoring the the business yeah must be so Lorelai offers to help and shows off her business brain and Emily offers her hidden alcohol and I love that Lorelai like unscrews the cap of the vodka bottle and Emily's like I, I've got glasses yeah <laughs> you're not just gonna drink out of the bottle uh, and that's when um. You know, they get a, finally get a moment alone uh, with alcohol, and uh, Lorelai can break the news. And, uh, yeah, Emily just kind of, like, stops, and she's just like, I, I don't know what to say, you know? Yeah, because th- that's why Lorelai was so worried about telling her, because she didn't want to be lectured to or felt made to feel like that she had let her mother down, that she disappointed her. Yeah. And so her mother was just kind of stunned and didn't know what to say but uh, uh go ahead oh no i was just saying i, I love it. i love this part where they're looking through the taxes and emily discovers that they own windmills <laughs> <laughs> they're so rich they don't realize they own windmills she doesn't know they win own windmills and then lorelei teaches emily quicken <laughs> and uh and then, yeah, Emily kind of brings up what she talked about in the hospital episode about worrying about kind of doing this on her own. And uh, and then she starts getting into it. Life is like a canoe. You're just kind of paddling along. Richard dropped the paddle, and now they're going into circles. She says, it's hard work, and I'm getting tired. And then she kind of looks at Lorelai, and she says, you're in a kayak. You can steer, you can steer it by yourself. And Lorelai's like, oh, you can do things by yourself, too. And Emily says that they have a good system. She takes care of Richard. And she says, Lorelai, though, is independent. She's always been independent. She's done very well without a husband. She says, when I was younger, when married couples break up, the system collapses. You are going to be fine. Which I was just like, oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> I was kind of like, I was so, really touched. Right. So not Emily Gilmore. <laughs> yeah. Okay. In trivia, it says, this is the first time that Emily and Lorelai have had a real daughter mother moment emily had finally opened up that she is a bit envious about lorelei being an independent woman emily was raised to think that picking clothes for richard making sure the house is to perfection entertain richard's clients etc was all that she is worth and didn't want to disappoint richard however when richard is in recovery from the heart attack she realizes that she doesn't know what to do without him emily finally shows a vulnerable side of herself yeah i mean i gotta say it 
I can't imagine that this is the first time. I mean, there's been times and they've had discussions where I felt that they both were a bit, I mean, gosh, we had that, we had the argument montage episode, which uh, I don't yeah. know. <laughs> Let's see what this one says. It says in this episode, Emily touches Lorelai on the shoulder since the very first contact on driving Miss Gilmore, Richard, Emily and Lorelai show no affection among each other. The only real contact was Rory. She was the one who hugged and kissed her grandparents. Uh, yeah, and Emily kind of finishes off. She's like, well, maybe you'll marry someone else someday. Yeah. Um, like, and, yeah. yeah, I mean, that's the thing. There was no room for, for Christopher in Lorelai's kayak. So, And also, like, you know, Emily wasn't raised with the expectation to be able to do it on her own. She... She said she went to school and got a degree in history, never expecting to be a historian. She only was to be a wife. Yeah. Those were the expectations. So, yeah, we get all this niceness. And then, like, Lorelai ends up, like, staying the night because she's up late helping. And I'm sure they were drinking. And then yes, the very next day, tipsy. Emily cancels the party, says she got 60% of the deposit back. And she's just... In a, in a cold. She says it in a way of, I'm disappointed in you. Yeah. You're, you're such a, you know. I was like, are you kidding me? <laughs> was that the yeah. alcohol talking the previous night or? Yeah. I mean, that's what's so frustrating. They, just because she had been drinking that let her have character growth and then they <sighs> go back to square one. I hate that. I really mm-hmm. hate that. That's like one of the most disappointing things. Is Like, what is she, Raj from the Big Bang Theory? Like, <laughs> she only speaks the truth when she's got alcohol. Like, she's only like an actual person when she's drinking alcohol. Like, I, I don't, I didn't like that. I, yeah, I'd like to, I'd like to imagine that that last scene did not happen. So, <laughs> all right. Next episode, final episode. Will you be my Lorelai Gilmore? Uh, all right, so we go to uh, yeah. This is kind of split up, interestingly here, but we have Luke stuff going on first. I have here. There's uh, customer being anal about his oatmeal. Blah blah blah. Um, Kirk wants to put in a want ad in the Stars Hollow Gazette because he's selling a dinette set, and I thought there was like a joke there I was missing, but whatever. Luke tells Zach that he's not going to be at Lane's shower, and Kirk is surprised that. There's an expectation about someone bringing pre- about being bringing presents to a shower, <laughs> and then Zach's like, "Listen, there's not going to be anything weird or queer about it." <laughs> and I was like, "Really? Even in the last season, we get this nonsense? Like, why did they use that word?" Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I just don't get it. I'm like, "What do you? What? What year did this episode come out in? Like, was it like?" 2007 now I have to look that just kind of like angered me I was like really why would why would they say queer like yeah are you trying to be cute are you trying to be it's just those bros yeah 2007 2007 (sighs) I think we were past that that word being used uh, derogatively um, at that, that point I don't know maybe Gilmore Girls wasn't uh, so yeah, Luke then looks at the one ads and he discovers that his boat is for sale and we find out that the boat has been in Liz and TJ's garage, which looks strangely like the garage that's, uh, on the street 
that he was originally storing his boat in. Uh huh. The old ladies. Uh-huh. <laughs> but now we're seeing it from the inside. Uh, yeah. So they're saying, oh, they really is the room. You know, Liz is. Uh, they're they're just going to try to get a price. They were going to then they were going to take the money and you know give it to him. But hopefully he'd invest in Liz's business. And Luke is attached to it, and Liz gets a moment with him. And she says, "How many generations are going to just you are going to take care of this boat? You have to get rid of it before you end up like Dad." And Luke is like, "What?" And she says that you know Dad was stuck. He was doing things that he's not doing things that might make him happy because he was afraid to do them. He was he was scared of scared of change, but change is good. And uh, Luke kind of crosses his arms like, "Nope." So. Yeah, what did you think about this? I was like, this is interesting. You know, something to do with Luke. I felt like it was, well, Luke is getting rid of something that he worked on that led him nowhere. So that's the Lorelai relationship. And he's going to get a new boat. And that's April. Really? Just as plain as that. I don't know. Interesting. Uh, Yeah, holding on to old things. Um, But, you know, I also see this as like... He's stuck in a rut. He's stuck in a rut, and he's he's afraid to he's afraid to try something different. And you know, and you know, some things uh, that were um, were kind of hangups for Luke in any relationship that he's been in is that he's he's stubborn. He's he's hard to budge, and he doesn't like a lot of things. So maybe maybe that's also part of it, like you know, his willingness to change. Um, yeah. Uh, so we go to uh, Luke on the phone with April, and he says, "You know, this summer let's take a trip. Let's go to Florida. Let's go to Pensacola. Here, the beaches are great there. <laughs> and then, uh, then let's go to Disney World." He said Tampa Beach, but <laughs> uh, Tampa is very nice. My yeah. cousin lives in Tampa. Um, yeah, she's like, "No, let's just hang out at the diner." Yeah, yeah. She just like, oh. I have this whole jar of salt here. I'm going to pour on your wound right now. <laughs> like you're trying to, you're trying to make this change and try to be more adventurous. But you know, we all know who you are. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to see you miserable at Disney World. <laughs> yeah, I can't see you at the beach. And then she's like, "I'm not expecting much," and it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> but it, she's like saying it. She's not like saying it like sarcastically. Like she's saying it like realistically like this is this is not something that you like and that's not i don't want to do something that you're not gonna like you know it's more fun if you know we're both happy and then she starts talking about how she's gonna write a story about a hero or something and then she's gonna pick kirk to base it on (laughs) yeah like the obvious person would be luke but nope it's kirk so outside luke's we find out that he is selling the boat and kirk and him go back over the money back and forth back and forth back and forth and finally it's sold with a life preserver thrown in, and Kirk calls him a sucker. Uh, all right, let's take a pause there and go to Rory. Rory is helping Lorelai shop for the baby shower, and they start talking about this whole thing, this uh, about her cooking pancakes and how yes, she's you gonna... saw the first one out. I I've never done that. Do you really? Is that a thing? I mean, I can see that. Yeah, you. it's really, uh, to me, pancakes are hard because getting the temperature just right. Right. It's really difficult because you could, if the temperature's too hot, it uh, cooks too fast on the outside, doesn't cook on the inside. Mm. So I, I see 
I can see that. That makes sense. And it's it's pancake specific. It's not for any other food. <laughs> yeah. Throw out the first burger. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, Rory wants Lane's baby shower to be great. The bachelor par- bachelorette party sucked. They ended up in Brian's <laughs> aunt's basement or something like that. Mm-hmm. So, well, that was your first pancake. There you go. Uh, so Rory gets a call and she hears on the phone, hello, I'm Michael Babaro and I would like you to come work with me here at the daily. Was that, was that all right? Did you like that? Who is that? Michael who's, Babaro. Who's that? What? You don't listen to the daily? No. That's the New York times podcast. And Michael Babaro oh. has, has this funny voice oh. that everybody likes to imitate, but no, maybe I don't know. All right. Fine. Somebody out there got that one. I'm subscribing now, though. <laughs> okay. <laughs> He's always got this. He always talks and pauses and then talks some more. <laughs> and the funny thing about it is he's been actually, like, interviewed about how he podcasts. And it's something that he even does on – he does it on purpose because he feels like it gives more – like, it gives you a more – I don't know. Like, gives you well, more time to yeah, think about things. They and... probably teach that because on NPR they kind of do that. Yeah, like NPR kind of gives you time. Like, we feel like no dead air. You can't have any dead air. Right. No pauses. Right. No, your mind has to kind of take take it in and rest. And uh, like a- Adam Kempinar kind of talks that way. Right. He kind of stops and starts. <laughs> 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 I find it frustrating. I find it frustrating. Even when I, I catch myself doing it, I get, I get frustrated with myself. I'm like, just get the thought out. Spit it out. Yeah. Uh, I think there's a book, an NPR book you can buy that teaches you how to speak the NPR way. <clears throat> anyway, we got we got a name drop about uh, Hugo Gray, and he's got uh, – he's going to – Hook Rory up with the interview with AJ from the New York Times. Uh, so Lorelai decides she's going to take over the preparation of the baby shower from Rory because Rory needs time to prepare for this interview. Uh, so uh, we go to Rory and Logan's place. Logan stumbles in at 3 a.m. because he must be lonely. Um, I said, may- I said maybe. Uh, he was out drinking with uh, Philip, Philip, and uh, Rory kind of just hops to and makes him a sandwich and says that she was worried about him. And then he kind of makes a joke about how, like, like my phone was on off, on off. Isn't that funny? <laughs> <laughs> and then he kind of gets frustrated about the whole thing and uh, uh, talking normally, and then just kind of collapses in the bed with Rory with his half-made sandwich in front of her. Uh, so the next day, Logan is hungover and not getting out of bed. Rory's got to go to her interview. She says, you got to be ready to go to lands as soon as I get back. I don't have just enough time to get ready and go. Um, or no, she's going to get ready in the back of the car, like dirty dancing. <laughs> <laughs> Why not take the, the chopper? I'm just saying, um, Logan, uh, avoids a phone call from his dad's office, uh, and then, okay, so we go to the coffee shop. Rory calls Lorelai. She's looking for a bald guy, and everybody is bald in this place. And uh, she's a bit nervous, 
to get up to get coffee. She should have gotten it sooner. Uh, and just all these different thoughts. Like, what, what should I be doing? What should, should I have done this first? Uh, and uh, Lorelai, I like, Lorelai kind of suggests that she get decaf if she does get coffee. Um, so, yeah, yeah. Guess who's not ready to go when Rory gets back? It's Logan. Mm, in his pajamas. He tells in Rory. In his loungewear. He tells Rory what happened. Lost the money. He lost the dad's money. He lost the investor's money. And she's like, well, how long have you known about this? And he says, weeks. I was like, whoa, it's been weeks? Uh, I thought it has been just like a few days. But. <laughs> yeah, kind of like when uh, Luke didn't tell Lorelai about. April. Yeah, I know. I was yet. like, what is it? What is, what is it with these male characters? Like <laughs> when they when they break bad, they break bad. They, <laughs> they just. They break unrationally bad, irrationally bad. It's just, uh, uh, um, so yeah, Roy keeps saying that there must be something he can do and no, he's already been through all this. He's already worked all this out on his own. And so there's just like nothing that Rory can offer here now. She's, he's processed this. He's gotten to a point where he's made a decision and he didn't involve her at all, which, uh, yeah, kind of sucks, man. <laughs> he really shouldn't have done that. I think uh, if you want somebody to be a part of your life, you should let them know about major things like this, right? Yeah, like we'll – I mean, which we know rich people are rich no matter what. (laughs) They – you know, he's going to be propped up with daddy's money Yeah, again. But like what if Logan had to be a regular guy? (laughs) What if he had to – you know? Yeah, I'm not worried about him like being – Broken on his own, or you know, this is going to ruin his entire life. You know, it sucks. He's, I think, the major, like, well, I'm sure he feels bad because he did lose his father's money, lost a whole bunch of people's money, so that's kind of hurting him. Um, no, I think it's more like this is something that's big in his life that he should have shared with her, and and I can't believe he just kind of gets to himself and just to like go. Here's what happened. I really, really screwed up. I haven't talked to you about it in weeks. Let's not talk about how important you may be to me <laughs> when, when thinking about that. Um, you know, let's not talk about like how good of a boyfriend I've been all along. And then all of a sudden, boom, this is happening. And also, by the way, not going to your best friend's baby shower. I'm going to Vegas with Colin and Finn and I'm leaving like in just a moment. <laughs> I, I and he kind of says he needs he needs a break from all this, which is not good. Oh, he's not gonna, good, Logan. He's going to uh, backslide into being the playboy. Gosh darn it, man! We've come so far, Logan. What the heck? <laughs> uh, all right. Well, let's go back to Lorelai. Lorelai. Um. <laughs> oh yeah, she's getting everything. She's getting. You know, some party thing. I love the sign. Congratulations. It's a boys. Uh, Suki is reading a gossip mag from months ago. And we get to hear all the celebrity gossip. Uh, And then Suki has to go through pictures and she kind of gets hung up about, you know, our special Rory. Rory, how how good, how cute she was. And so Lorelai decides to call Mrs. Kim. But Suki is using her, her phone for lumbar support. Because Lorelai still has a house phone. It's a portable one. Uh, so Mrs. Kim is a customer who wants to bring 
furniture home to try it out. <laughs> is that a thing? I, I, maybe there are some places to do that kind of thing, but I know that like some, um, like, it's not like a thing with Casper man mattress who definitely isn't sponsoring this podcast, but I have no idea, but there's some like shoes or, yeah. Uh, certain things that if you don't like it within 60 days, yeah. you don't have to pay for it. Get your money back. So Mrs. Kim gives Lorelai photos and, of, of little Lane and makes her promise to return them unaltered. And then she says, I'm not going to the shower. She knows why. I'm like, oh God, here we go. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lorelai goes to see Lane and Lane is nesting. And she asks what happened, and Lane's like, ask her. <laughs> it turns out they got into a fight about endless shrimp. Zach wants endless shrimp at, at a kid's price. And Mrs. Kim uh, is like, Yeah, he wants to go to uh, Red Lobster wants to know if you order the kid's meal, do you get the endless shrimp? And Lorelai's like, no, you have to get an adult meal in, <laughs> to go with your To get yeah. your kid's meal, yeah. Because <laughs> that's those are the things that moms know. Yeah. So, uh, and then, you know, the fight kind of began because Mrs. Kim is like, no, your kids, my grandkids are not, uh, eating fried shrimp. And Lord- because Mrs. Kim is wanting Lane to raise these kids like she was raised mm-hmm. and she's not going to make them go to church and she's not going to, uh, make them not eat. I thought this was very surprising. Meat. This is this. I felt this was a very stupid fight, by the way. <laughs> This is mm-hmm. a very dumb fight because it goes from fried shrimp to suddenly um, Lane telling her mom that her kids are never going to step foot in a church. And, you know, Lorelai kind of ponders about whether the kids might want to rebel and go to church if Lane's not going to church. But very interesting because like just like last year, she wasn't going to sleep with Zach before they got married because of her Christianity and now what? She's oh, I don't, she's no, rebelled I don't against her Christianity it, or No, I don't think it was because of her Christianity. I don't think that she made a strong stand for or against her religion, but uh not sleeping with Zach before she got married was not like a religious thing. It was something that surprised even her. She really didn't know that she felt that way. But she was just not going to do it. But it's just like she, I, I, I feel like it's much more realistic. I guess I don't know that and, she well, would. But I don't feel like it's not so much that Lane is like I'm an atheist. My children can't go to church. I just feel like she's uh, the way she was raised was too strict. It was too um, oppressive, and yeah. she's not going to do that to her kids. I know, but it's like. Like she didn't say that. She said, my kids are not going to church, which I thought was surprising because I thought she still had Christianity in her life. Like she's not going to raise her kids like Mrs. Kim raised her. Yeah. I don't think that it was so much that she said that they can't go to church, that she's just not going to force them to go to church. She said that she told her mom that her kids aren't stepping foot in a church. Like that's the quote. Hmm. (laughs) So... But, you know, it kind of gets to the point where, uh, you know, they – she wants the kids to have a choice and that's what it should have came down to. Like I'm going to raise my children to have a choice on whether or not, you know, I do this and, you know, 
you can't. And then that's when you kind of get into the weird area of like, well, you, are you going to let a five-year-old like decide whether or not to go to church or to stay home and watch cartoons? Because a five-year-old will always want to watch cartoons every day. <laughs> so like, what is a choice? What is giving your kid a choice? I don't know. I think, you know, if, if church is important to Lane, that then she would have raised her kids, bringing them to church. Um, but yeah, it's just so weird. It's like, it makes me think to myself, like, like I've only seen her religion expressed as something that she's had to do for her mother. But then it kind of threw a wrench in the gears when she's like, I'm not going to sleep with Zach because of my beliefs. I mean, I felt like uh, it was because of my beliefs, not I because I don't want to disappoint my mom because she could I just didn't lie take it that it was her beliefs. I just mm-hmm. took it as that was just, she was surprised that she that that was something that carried over that she really felt like, but it, I didn't, I didn't think that it was a religious thing. Hmm. Well, I'd love to hear what people think. Um, so, you know, our Twitter and Facebook, I always get some co- good comments from people and, um, yeah, I'd love to hear what people, how people fall on this. Um, so yeah, yeah. The, I love that, you know, so we go back to Mrs. Kim and, uh, like my first note is this woman is negotiating with her grandchild's life. Like, like this is, you can't do this. I'm, I'm not going to go to your shower unless you do exactly what I say with these grandchildren for the rest of their lives. And she's saying, like, can't ra- I, Lane can't raise my grandchildren as heathens. And, uh, I love this. Like this came out of the blue for me. I don't know why. Cause I've been watching this show for seven seasons now. And uh-huh. I should have seen this one coming. But when Lorelai's like, there are fights you can recover from, and then there are fights you can't. And my mother missed so much, and I don't want that to happen to you. And I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, ooh, they got me. And th- then they just kind of focus on Mrs. Kim where she kind of tears up. So I was just – I was not – I was not expecting – like I should have expected that. Like mm-hmm. that's the way Lorelai would talk Mrs. Kim into, hey, calm it down, man. <laughs> you know? Because it is kind of like, okay, fine. You guys disagree on how the kids going to be. Like, the kids are not even born yet. Like, are you really going to just put your foot down and make a bold statement of like, just I'm not showing up to her baby shower. Um, all right. So uh, we go to Lane's. Lorelai brings Mrs. Kim over and Mrs. Kim makes Lorelai talk for her. <laughs> and uh, she doesn't like all your wishes, but she knows you love and respect her. So she'd like to go. And then all of a sudden Lane starts getting a pain and gets rushed to the hospital. And it turns out she gets put on bed rest. And Zach, super excited for a bed in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're like Yoko and John Lennon. Yeah. <laughs> and Lane is super mad. She can't have her party. She's been looking forward to it. Now she can't have her party. And Mrs. Kim goes, Lane Van Gerbig. And I was like, what did she just say? And I backtracked it. I was like, and I put the subtitle, Lane Van Gerbig. That's, Van Gerbig is Zach's last name. I had no idea. I didn't know. I had no idea. Did you catch that? Yeah. <laughs> or were you like, I, what? I mean, I, almost. I was like, what'd she just say? <laughs> Van Gerbig. That's that's quite a name they made up for that, that character. <laughs> well, uh, you know, it just reminds you of like Van Halen. Yeah, I guess so. But they're having a baby. They're having babies, so his name is like Gerb Big. I don't know. I don't know. 
Um, so, uh, so yeah, Lane is also still concerned about like her life ending. So she's like, this is my last party. Mothers can't have parties. Their life is for their children. Just like my mom did for me. <laughs> and it's just like, Mrs. Kim gets so happy and she's like, you will have your party. Lorelai will plan it. <laughs> So, like, touching, but also, like, really funny at the same time. Uh, oh, just nailing it. I love it. Um, so, we're at Miss Patty's school, and everybody's decorated. And I, I just love how, you know, like, we see it being played later, but the fact that there's a How Big Is Lane's Belly game, as if the, <laughs> as if the show's like, yeah, we know. Her belly looks really <laughs> awkward. <laughs> it's ridiculous. It's, it's ridiculous. so over the top. Yeah. So, we get this, like, oh, my God. This is, like, classic like this is like a, I, it seems like an iconic scene of uh, Lorelai, Rory, Mrs. Kim, and Zach wheeling happy little Lane uh, oh, to, yeah. to the to Mrs. Pat, Miss Patty's. She's so she's just beaming, and it, oh, it's just such a wonderful moment. God, that would be great to have a party and enjoy everybody doing everything for you from the comfort of your own bed. Right? <laughs> How great would that be? <laughs> Uh, and, uh, yeah, they're all like, they're all like, well, we're on the WB lot. Like, it's not like there's a lot of traffic here. <laughs> we just wheel you down the street. Uh, so yeah, Miss Patty asked Lorelai about Christopher. And then we, we know, <laughs> I love how like he's, you go to the Babette, Gypsy and Lulu all working on these onesies, like listening in. <laughs> uh, but she doesn't, I don't think she says much about it. I can't remember. Uh, Gil made a Bowie onesie, which looks super cool. And then we go to the, one of those. Uh, I have some bad news for you. What's that? Oh shoot! I've lost it. Okay. Dang it! It's in the trivia. I know David Bowie died. This, uh, yeah. This is. Uh, <gasps> is this Gil's last episode? Yes. No. Oh! Sebastian Bach's last episode. Oh, Sebastian Bach. We barely knew you. Um, Gil was a great character. Gil was great. Everybody. Put on the first Skid Row album. It's awesome. And, you know, throw a slave to the grind on after. Good stuff. <laughs> anyway, probably sounds a little dated at this point. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, Gil talks about the uh, like that these funny computer morphing pictures that make up what Lane and Zach's kids might look like by morphing their faces together. Um, but Gil is talking about the pictures as if those are real pictures of their kids. Yeah, I was like, that is not how it works. <laughs> And Rory makes a, a speech, a, a real, a real quick one. She's just like, "I've known her all my life. I'm sick of her." Ha ha ha. Oh, yeah. When she spoke, like my husband was like, "Oh, everybody, be quiet. Rory's got to make a <laughs> make a speech." But it's just not like <laughs> you wrote this. Like, <laughs> I've I've known her all my life. I'm sick of her. I, wait for a laugh. I I just want to say I can't wait to meet those boys. And then everybody was like, "Applause." <laughs> great speech, Rory. Great speech. But then we're just – we're just uh, uh, that's – Rory's speech is definitely not the important one here. This is – we go to the lane who thanks Rory and then starts talking about how much her mom helped and how much her mom's been great throughout their entire lives. And then she asks Rory if she'll be her kid's Lorelai Gilmore, which I was like, oh my god. <laughs> that uh, That's sweet. Rory's going to make a great aunt. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, a great, uh, well, 
She's not going to go to church, so it's not gonna, she's not going to be a gr- godmother. <laughs> uh, Mrs. Kim gives Lorelai John Adams' doorknob mm-hmm. as a gift. Okay. Yeah, because she tried. Somebody tried to buy that seasons ago. Oh, uh, okay. Okay, maybe that was, so that was an in-joke. Uh, yeah, so we Yep, have, we're wrapping it up. We gotta wrap up these, you know, we gotta... Yeah. Make well, these... Again, the... Connections the, to the beginning of the series. Maybe, maybe. Uh, because, I mean, well, you know, it's a, it's a baby shower. It's like a big, you know, life event. So... You know, that kind of stuff happens. A big but, Stars Hollow party. Right? They didn't really know about it ending at this point. Uh, you don't think so? The, We're pretty someone, close. Someone posted it in the group, and I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a jerk for forgetting not only who did and what, what the article actually said. So I'll, I'll have to read again. I'll know about the finale. I'll, I'll make sure to memorize it. Okay. Memory like a goldfish. I apologize. Um, all right. So Jackson notes how many different presents that they got, and Sookie admits actually most of these presents were from us. And Jackson's irked because all these babies are getting brand new things, and her baby – that is in her belly is just going to get hand-me-downs. And then Sookie says, whose fault is this? <laughs> Which, uh, <laughs> by the way, I just want to make a quick little side note. I think I came down a bit. I think I was very mad about the vasectomy thing. And I kind of came in on a bit hard, I think, against the fact that Sookie got um, pregnant against her will. Mm-hmm. I kind of glossed over that. And I definitely just wanted to. Make sure to mention uh, not only number one, I apologize. Uh, number two, uh, uh, yeah, the pretty, pretty, pretty crappy. Uh, I think as a person that is holding a loaded pistol <laughs> and wanting to and, and wanting to make sure it is always safe, <laughs> um, he should uh, he should have been a lot more careful. Um, well, here's what I think. I think Melissa McCarthy is really actually pregnant. Really? If you look at her mouth, she's got that pregnancy mouth <laughs> to her. Well, I just, uh, you know, my... And so I bet they were just like, well, we can't hide the pregnancy. We Let's uh, just, you know, <laughs> just write it into the show. That's my, that's what I'm... I thinking. just won everybody back by my apologies. And you came up with something called pregnancy mouth afterwards? Is that a medical term? <laughs> well, you know how people say, oh, they get the pregnancy nose. No, Sometimes I don't know that. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yes. Sometimes people's nose gets wider, but sometimes it's like it's just it, it's and I don't I don't know physically what it is or whatever. But there's something about when you look at somebody's mouth, their mouth just looks different, and you're like, I know you're pregnant. Wow. Yeah. I'm gonna look it up. Okay. All Let's right. See when, when Melissa McCarthy's children were born. Well, I will continue. Uh, Kirk tells Lorelai about the SS Lurk, the the boat that used to be Chris's, or it used to be. Oh boy, jeez! But well, that was a slip. It used to be Luke's, <laughs> uh, and then says that she wants he wants a uh, Lulu is going to be Marianne if he wants to if if she wants to be Ginger she can always come aboard, and that of course um, makes Lorelai cringe a little bit. Then uh, Rory catches up Lorelai about the. About the, what she has missed out on the episode so far. And uh, she happens to mention that, you know, coming to the party would have meant so much to her. But he didn't show. He's, he's not here. He's in Vegas. But she says that they're going to figure it out. 
And then Lorelai says that her first pancake actually turned out to be pretty good because Rory is special and smart and adorable. And uh, I don't think she should have been thrown out. This is the this is the time when I talk to myself while while Steph uh, Google. Sorry, I, I, that's a very that. long article about why did Gilmore Girls betray Suki St. James? Ooh, <laughs> I, I, I'd love to read that. After all, this is, there's a lot of Gilmore Girls stuff that I've been. Well, yeah, and there's out. also a lot of things complaining about the, um, you know, year in the life. How it just totally, yeah, undoes what the series did or yeah. what have you. We'll see. I mean, John Oliver did his best to try to spoil me uh, the other night. So I posted an article about that in the uh, in our Facebook group. If anybody's interested, um, I, I, I was appalled. I was like, what, "What? What? Hey, stop that!" I know. I was like, "Really? Your timing could? I mean, what are the odds? What are the odds?" Uh, so you see this cute kid picture of Rory and Lane. Oh, oh. <laughs> And that's when Luke shows up and he says he bought a new boat and it's bigger and it's better. And it's down in the marina because now we're finally acknowledging, now that I've said something, that they live close to water. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Lorelai is surprised that he bought a boat in a day. It used to take him a week to buy a t-shirt. And he says, "Mm, things change. And then he kind of wanders in and Lorelai's like, oh, hello. No, maybe not. <laughs> she's thinking. She's thinking. Um, so okay, uh, when Melissa hmm. got pregnant in two thousand and seven for the first time, that became part of Gilmore Girls, and Suki was having a baby too. It's always smart when the show will make a pregnancy uh, part of the storyline. There we since go. Since it can be pretty impossible to cover up, she had uh, that pregnancy uh, mouth. Couldn't avoid it. Yes. <laughs> uh, All right. So I knew it. I knew she go. had the pregnancy mouth. Okay. Well, you can, you can call him. Wow, that's crazy. Um, so a, a, a cake is brought out, and Zach sings "Hush, Little Baby" with the with Gil and Brian, and uh, they're all standing around Lane. It's beautiful, and then we see kind of Lorelai looking at everybody there, and it's just such a happy moment, and kind of left me glowing. I was like. This was a great week, and this was a great week with Gilmore Girls. I, you know, it, despite the the Logan thing, you know, happening at the end, which is just kind of more disappointing than angering me. Um, mm-hmm. There was a lot of, I don't know, you can tell. This is like, I don't know, getting well, back it, on track. It's getting back on track, but we're we're approaching the end of the series. It's, uh, I don't know, everything seems more uh, meaningful and and. Emotional and all that. So, yeah, getting back to the core drama of it. Yeah, yeah. And like, like, I like the idea that, like, this week, like, we've got some great, uh, some great Lorelai development that I w- I've been so disappointed with her. And now I'm just so, I'm so excited that, you know, this, like, new Lorelai is going to be into this world, at least until a year of the life happens, I'm assuming. (laughs) (laughs) And, and, you know, and Luke, Luke has got a bit of, had a little bit of development thrown into. So cool. Well, what's coming up uh, on next week? We have another next week, four episodes, 17, 18, 19 and 20, which are Gilmore girls only. Oh, okay. Well, that's, that's, I mean, I mean, I'm assuming it's like, 
Lorelai, Rory, and Emily. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe Gilmore Girls herself is there too. Um, mm-hmm. Or maybe it's just a simple episode of a day in the life of Gil- little Gilmore Girls. Little, little Gilmore <laughs> Girls. And it's just basically like her and Christopher hanging out because it's, it, it's, that's exactly what we've been like. They've, they're like, we've got Robin on such a high. <laughs> We're going to really I mean, crash and burn him. Will Christopher be back? Hmm. I'm assuming there's probably a little bit left here. I think there's just a little bit, a little bit more left that that we're gonna see, and hopefully it won't be a huge thing. But I don't know. Um, I thought their, I thought their breakup was you know pretty painful and sad, but also like realistic and and you know I don't know. Um, I I think it worked really well, but maybe just 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 to give us like a little taste of like. Like Christopher isn't totally out of Lorelai and Rory's life ever because he's the father of Rory. So I'd love to, I'd love to be able to see like, okay, here he is. He's doing, he's doing okay. I mean, he's, he's rich, so he's going to be okay, but (laughs) I don't know. Anyway, sorry, babbling. And this, I don't understand because we're in the month of April, but hay bale maze. Hay bale maze. Oh yeah. That's weird. That would be like a fall event. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm thinking. Hmm. All right. I don't know. Uh, no it's idea. just like riding a bike. Oh. <laughs> Luke and Laura like it back together in that episode. <laughs> that is so <laughs> on the nose right there. <laughs> Lorelai. Lorelai. Is that that's the episode? Uh, Lorelai with a question mark? Lorelai? Yes. Yes. Oh, wow. Um,. That is the oh my god, uh, Lorelai is on the phone with Emily, and then finally, after all the years of being just a little bit creepy, just a little bit cringy, Kirk finally realizes he's obsessed with Lorelai, and he kidnaps her <laughs> and takes her on the boat. And Lorelai was Lorelai was on the phone with Emily, and she drops the phone, and that's the last thing we hear before credits is Emily on the phone with the phone cord dangling, going Lorelai, Lorelai. Okay. <laughs> You're going to be my ginger. I've already loaded up Lulu's corpse. <laughs> it's all been leading to this. <laughs> anyway, so with that dark ending, uh, uh, is that all? Right? That's it. All right. Till next week. La, la, la. La, la, la. La, la, la. La, la. La, la, la.